Ideas are everywhere. Welcome to Lessons Learned in Marketing, the Phoenix Group Podcast. I'm your host, David Bellarif. And today, my guest is Carl Wager from Sleek Signs. And I'm talking to Sleek not as a marketers or uh, as a supplier that's uh, a channel for marketers to use, but because they are themselves marketing their business, business to business, and doing it quite successfully. We had a recent tour of Sleek Science and was very impressed to learn how they've grown their business and that they are shipping and providing outdoor paper across Canada. So companies across Canada are using Sleek Science here in Regina to produce their outdoor material and Sleek Science is effectively competing with companies across Canada from here in Regina. So enjoy our conversation and let's learn how Sleek Science is marketing their business. Thank you very much for joining me, Carl. Great. No, great to be here. Um, I think it was uh, just before Christmas, you invited the agency over here and we had a tour of your facility, which was fantastic. And uh, it opened my eyes to a lot of things that you're doing that I hadn't realized you're doing. Um, and I'd like to talk about some of that today, if that's cool with you. Yeah, no, that'd be great. I'd love to, uh, I guess, market some unknown uh, products and, and, you know, delve into some different markets that people don't think of Sleek Signs on. So Yeah. So first, maybe uh, tell me a little bit about yourself and Sleek Signs. Uh, well, my name's uh, Carl Wager. I'm the president and CEO of uh, Sleek Signs here. So um, Sleek Signs, we do um, what we call large format printing. So we don't do any desktop publishing or business cards or anything like that. Just essentially, if it's big and it's uh, anything that's bigger than eight and a half by 11, we're probably delving into it, anything from uh, banners to bus wraps. And um, where did that where did that come from? Like, why 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 big and why? Um, well, the founder um, uh, Curtis Balak started with portable signs, so he was doing uh, the five by ten portable signs. Then he realized that he could print them himself. Sort of got one of the first uh, large format printers in the city, and um, you know it grew from there. The last three years since we um, took it over, we've just um, been adding to uh, the size to differentiate ourselves. You know, the barrier to entry as far as uh, print goes is relatively low on the smaller end of uh, of large format printing. But as soon as you get up to the ten foot and the sixteen foot machines, uh, we can really differentiate ourselves in the market. Now, um, is there is there much in the way of competition for you within this market? Um, you know, there's a lot of competition um, on certain products. So okay. again, the barrier to entry, you can. I'm sometimes competing against somebody in a double car garage, and uh, the next time I'm competing with somebody from Toronto with a hundred thousand square foot facility. So, um, but for what we do locally here. Um, there's some competition, but as far as um, shipping nationwide or doing um, sort of that um, uh, high volume work that we do, we don't really have another um, counterpart in the city. Now, that was one thing that really intrigued me was the that we're, you're doing work across Canada and probably people have no idea about that, but um, especially in the outdoor, like you're printing billboards across Canada, right? Yeah, no, we're definitely, um, we're doing thousands of billboards a month. So, um, you know, we can... Uh, you definitely would see our our work in, in major centers, and that's one of the um, the big, I guess, feathers in our cap is that we are competing against the biggest uh, litho houses in the um, in the country, and and we're able to um, offer a differentiated product on something that's pretty much a commodity. So, 
And so that's that's really fascinating to me because I think a lot of businesses are looking to expand outside of Saskatchewan or outside of their market, whether it's Alberta and Manitoba, and compete. How how, how did that start? And and maybe give me a little bit of background as to you know how you reached out or what happened. Well, um, you know, I think everybody talks about relationships. For us, um, you know, since taking over, we were um, fortunate uh, in the relationships that we had. Um, some of our major customers were already here, but in a much smaller um, capacity. So we've managed to already have our foot in the door and leverage ourselves up there. So obviously, um, price and and product is a is a big part of it, but. Um, for us, we focused on legitimacy, you know, make sure that um, we had some tools to show that we weren't just a mom and pop shop. So, mm-hmm. uh, and that's um, always difficult to convey when you are competing against people um, that might be quite a bit bigger. So it's not like you can just say, hey, look at my fancy printer, which is fancy for Regina, but not necessarily anything different from, you know, Toronto, which is a print mecca in the in all of North America. So, so is that, uh, um, how do you do that? Like, do you just just conversations or you're going to trade shows or what um we've got some focus on some learning like so if you understand the um the business a bit better we go to um we go to trade shows we don't necessarily um uh i guess have a presence at trade shows but we've really focused on getting the right equipment so we could at least um compete compete as far as price goes um but more so it's um uh, like our tours when we bring people through mm-hmm. and you know if it's not a n- local person they don't necessarily come through here but we've got a coffee table book which we use as a uh, brochure so it's a it's a hardcover giveaway book really um i think sets ourselves apart as far as um those tools that we give to the salespeople, especially me um is to go in there and make sure that it's hard to open up a door so we try to make sure that we have every tool possible to impress them when we do so Again, those are you know everything from our our business card to our um, hardcover brochure to um, you know um, our our other elements of our price list and stuff. We we try to make sure that it all looks um, top notch. And marketing for the business, it's strictly done through. Um, I shouldn't say strictly. It's that's uh, probably one of the best and hardest ways to do it is is one on one like a sales force. Yeah, we do have locally. We have um, a decent presence around here. We have um, sponsorships with um, uh, Everest Place, where we have some um, promotional um, ads that go on. We work with uh, Rollco, so we do have some bus wraps and some uh, transit shelters and uh, Kings and Tails, which uh, you know support exactly what we do. Um, you know, I, I, the efficacy of it. I know that our brand is present here. It's just uh, again that doesn't necessarily help to legitimize ourselves when we go to um, different markets. Mm-hmm. So, so how do you compete then when you go, like when you compete for printing outdoor, um, how do you, how do you present yourself or uh, in Toronto or wherever it is that you need to do that? Um, again, I think one of the biggest things is um, with what we're doing, they've, they've tried to commoditize, commoditize the market, right? Yeah. To make it so, you know, everybody can offer a similar product. And as soon as you can prove that you can offer that product, then it comes down to pricing and, and service right. and, you know, quality, you know, all the cliche um, points. Our biggest challenge is legitimizing ourselves. So when we sit down in front of somebody, um, are those tools um, going to say, hey, um, these guys are different? 
Um, and I think a lot of times in our industry, uh, the marketing end of things gets overlooked. Um, and, and it's not necessarily traditional marketing. Like you'd say, hey, I'm going to put up a, um, a whatever ad on, on TV or something like that or radio. But it's, um, it's very hard on our, um, uh, on our customized packages that speak directly to that client. So they feel like we put in some time thinking about them instead of uh, just a generic thing. Mm-hmm. And you've, um, I mean, I don't know what you do outside this market here, for sure. You've, you've got a great brand position with the, the big, and um, I think everybody knows that if it's, <laughs> if it's big, you guys do it, or if you need it big, you guys mm-hmm. will do it. Is that what you mean by kind of taking it away from commoditizing, or is that... Yeah, as far as a local market goes, um, you know, when we're dealing with a national player, especially with outdoor, they they keep it standardized so that they can have suppliers um, that understand it nationwide. They don't have to have one sole source. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, when you when you look locally here, we definitely um, try to play that uh, we're we're not more professional. We have very good um, competition in the city and there's there's other professional suppliers, but we do try to differentiate ourselves in saying, you know, if we are the largest printer in the city for sure, and, um, you know, a lot of times um, that size and that growth is reflective on the quality and the um, product that you can produce. What advice would you give to a business that's looking to expand or market itself to other businesses? Um, well, again, if it's, if it's local and you're going to have anybody actually come through, um, your business, I'd suggest starting at the front door, like, and maybe the street outside, make sure that you don't forget what people are going to enter and what that says to you. So, you know, uh, it's great to bring people in, but I always sort of suggest clean your house before you invite company over. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times people don't see, or my, um, my experience is they don't see what the customer might uh, see as soon as they walk in. You know, do you do you look professional? Do you look legitimate? Do you have a um, uh, a reception area, or do you have something that makes people think you're taking care of your business, so you'll take care of their business? So, uh, how do you do that? Do you just have a an amazing critical eye when you walk in here? <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. I think you can you can get some pretty honest feedback. You, you get get the person that uh, tells you to straighten your tie to walk through your shop. You mm-hmm. know that that person usually doesn't bite their tongue. And and um, again, that's all part of marketing. And and uh, the the tools that you use, the business cards that you have, the um, the the attention to um, you know your message. Uh, comes comes through uh, from the front door on. So, um, you know, I think a lot of people focus on, I'm going to do another ad when they might say, I'm going to make my place perfect so the next person comes in stays. And then I'm going to um, look at the tools that I use so my, my, um, my customer or my salespeople can be successful. Then let's invite people in. Yeah. So. Yeah, I often say, and I shouldn't say this because I'm in the ad industry, that that's almost an, uh, sometimes the easy way to do it. Oh, we should do an ad, but uh, it's harder to sort of do that focus inward uh, mm-hmm. a little bit. One thing that was really, that was, um, uh, I guess, illuminating for me was when you did invite us in for a tour. And you probably, maybe you don't, but businesses might make a lot of assumptions that, oh, well, they know us, you know, we're, like we're a client and uh, we deal with you quite a bit. But uh, I think overall, the creative department, the account department really weren't aware of what you were doing. 
Did did you know that, or did you expect that, or is that your experience with these tours? Yeah, I think um, it's hard to get messaging out if you have a wide variety of um, options. And and again, um, sometimes, especially since we're trying to work with um, creative professionals and, and ad agencies that come in like yourselves and, and to help um, maybe spark some inspiration of something that they could do locally where they don't think that you know necessarily that's affordable or that's um, really something that they could um, achieve uh, in short run sort of things. So mm-hmm. we try to do that, but we also try to make sure that we ask the questions about what the customer needs. Cause I think a lot of times, uh, people make assumptions on what they could sell to somebody and they don't see the other, the other things and, and vice versa. If they don't come in and see some of the unique products, you can't expect um, them to be educated in your business. Just like I don't expect myself to be educated in the marketing business. So how do you, uh, cause there's barriers there. Of course, you're asking for people's time. You're asking for them to, you know, basically come and spend an hour or more with you. How do you, what, what do you, what do you do to uh, get that invitation out and make it, make it a great experience? Um, yeah, billable hours, you know, anybody that sells billable hours, um, you know, knows that there's a big investment in there and we do respect that. So we try to make sure that, uh, first of all, when we bring it in, we don't, um, waste their time. Um, so again, we try to prepare and, and have some samples, have some, uh, pageantry, if you will, to make sure that they feel like we value that time. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, we also try to be good community partners. I know we've supported some things with, um, Phoenix and we've, we've tried to support other, um, uh, things around the community that, um, you know, are relatively low cost for us to, um, help support and at the same time, um, high value for, for certain charities and stuff like that. And we'd like to think that that goodwill, um, will make people say, Hey, you know what, let's, let's take a little bit of time and, um, at least hear them out. You know, I, I always joke that nobody's, um, really excited about, um, going to see a sign salesman for an hour. It's, it's not, it's not a romantic <laughs> thing, exciting. you know, it's, it's, um, but hopefully it was worthwhile, but you know, it's not like we're bringing people out to a champagne and caviar, uh, luncheon, but we, um, you know, we're, persistent in that respect and hopefully um we found that if we if we provide value and we're not um overtaxing the um agency or or the customer and we can get them to come in again periodically and and that really helps us because we we develop new products uh we want to sell new products obviously and Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes uh, that helps service especially for the ad agencies their customers yeah yeah, it was it was it was a really enjoyable and and it was really um, I think helpful for the team just to learn what's going on and what abilities you have. Um, what uh, in your time now as uh, president and CEO, what or through your whole career, what kind of lessons have you learned in marketing? What what are your takeaways? Uh, you know, I marketing. I, it, it's all relationships, but at the same time, unless you're legitimate and you're professional, you don't get the chance to build that relationship. So uh, I think um, uh, in my past, maybe I've went in underprepared on certain um, opportunities, especially my first um, shot at the sign industry. I know I, I got a an open door to I think it was Gus Sanheim at the time to Phoenix, and I oh, was yeah. <laughs> I was there with some some offcuts and some misprints, and um, you know it would have been nice to to have learned that uh, a little bit of investment beforehand and some preparation on understanding your client and more uh, knowing what they might want is one thing, but just I think uh, asking the question of what they really need. 
um, you know, a person likes to hear uh, or themselves talk uh, if if they think there's value in what they're saying. You know, they don't. Everybody can get sold to, and marketing um, marketing helps you get legitimacy. It helps you um, get in the door. It lets people actually respect your your message. Um, but at the end of the day you have to respect that person's time. And um, once you get in the door, make sure that you make it worthwhile to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's valuable. Um, how about as far as uh, colossal mistakes or colossal things or things that you were, com- not maybe a mistake, maybe like just a complete waste of time that you thought were going to be extremely valuable for you, but turned out to be, or you're not getting the value you thought you would get? Uh, I don't know, maybe a... I- or a short sleeve dress shirt with a tie. That's a colossal <laughs> mistake. Um, I, you know, there, there's definitely some times uh, that we've went after uh, clients that we thought were going to be um, a lot more business for what we um, do. And, and maybe um, in the past, I, I've, I've tried to be a supplier for all things. Um, and, and, you know, we weren't good at doing business cards. We we're just as good as anybody else, right? We, we didn't really do brochures, but we could outsource it and we could, um, you know, put a small margin on it just to keep the customer. Um, we've really tried to move away from that model, although it's always scary when you send a, a customer of yours to a potential com- competitor. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people can see where you bring value. And if you don't do it and you don't bring value to the um, to the job, if they want to keep it all in one place because they need to have one supplier and they want to issue one PO, sure, we can do it. Um, but we've really tried to um, stay into what we do really well. We're really great at printing. We don't have a boom truck because we're not really great at installing signs. We have good partners mm-hmm. that'll do a great job for our customers, and we we try to keep that um, separate so that we don't tarnish our relationship on somebody else's priority. So, uh, you know, I don't have a boom truck. If their boom truck breaks down, it's their reputation, reputation on the line. I don't take a, a margin on it. I don't try to bill from me. I recommend the best supplier that I can find. For, for our customers. Mm-hmm. And if they fail, then we still have the, the reputation. So that's one thing I think we've really learned over time is, you know, really, if you care about the relationship, try to keep as much of the control over that relationship in your hands. So we try to do everything in-house that we possibly can do. Um, we don't try to um, outsource a bunch of different things. And I don't know, time will tell if that's the right thing. But so far, um, I've had a couple of times where I probably would have lost a customer over something I had no control over. Yeah, yeah. But that that's a really valuable lesson, that overreaching. Like, I know we we get into that too sometimes where we think, how oh, we could do that and we try it and we, we, we do do it, but maybe, maybe not as good as it should be done. Um, and it's... Uh, it, it is a valuable lesson to just say, no, you know, this is what we do and we do well, and let's rely on a partner to take care of that part for you and, and recommend some people. Okay. What's in the future for Sleek Signs in the near future? What are you looking at? Uh, well, um, hopefully expansion, not um, necessarily our footprint, but we have, um, we have some extra capacity right now. We've um, got some really talented people, and we're running um, uh, extended shifts now. Um, so our hope is to, um, to be able to, um, hopefully land one more 
consistent client. We've got some uh, really nice projects that are on the horizon, uh, pun intended. You'll see probably in the <laughs> uh, in the summer some things that we're we're going to be working on, uh, which would be really exciting. Um, but those are, are sort of one-off projects. We, we're looking to hopefully, um, you know, uh, land a brand that uh, that people recognize a little bit more than. Um, than somebody that's just local. So. Fantastic. What um, what 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 is exciting to uh, to you, and uh, what kind of business are you excited about and really looking at? Um, you know, I I always say um, high volume repeat business, right? That's what we're in. So that's exciting. Really, what's been exciting for me um, here is it, the the business has been um, growing exponentially, but we've got. You know, um, we just had two of our employees buy a house in the last month. Uh, you know, two others went to uh, Mexico on vacation. And, um, you know, when I started here, we had four uh, employees, including me. So, you know, it's just exciting to see that um, something that we're doing is working um, and that people are coming back. It's not um, it's not sort of that one-off uh, work. We're getting some uh, people that see the value in, in what we're providing. So that's that's exciting. Thank you, Carl. Thank, yeah. Thanks for your time today. And oh. If people want to reach out to you or learn more about Sleek Signs. Well, we've got uh, sleeksigns.com. Um, you know, we've got uh, a website, which everybody does. If you want to um, uh, call or email, obviously, uh, we're on Google like everybody else. So I'm sure that that's better than somebody writing it down on a pad of paper. So <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Thanks, thanks again. So All right. Great. Thank you. And that's the show. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope you learned some lessons today. Lessons Learned in Marketing is the Phoenix Group podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes. And music is graciously supplied by Six Degrees in Calgary. Talk to you next week.